Welcome to the podcast about two guys who grew up in the 90s listening to grunge and pretty much overlooked everything else. Let us take you on a journey to find the music that we missed out on on Stuck in My Generation. Welcome back to the podcast Stuck in My Generation. Like that stupid guy before me said, we are trying to expand our musical horizons by not only knowing the hits of things that we might have heard passing through the 70s and 80s as kids. You were you were born in the 70s, the middle, the 76? 76. 76. 81 That's for right. me. So that, that statement okay. is accurate, growing up through sure. the 70s and 80s. And today we come upon a band that is not the kings of rock by any means. Cheesy dad pun joke. They are the queen of rock. Yeah, queen and of it rock. is it is queen. Uh, real quick, I know the hits and maybe a tiny bit more. I think I bought the News of the World album on vinyl. Everything, okay. everything sounds better on vinyl. <laughs> I'm not one of those guys, actually. But I bought that when yeah. I had a record player back when I thought I was cool. And mm -hmm. uh, I may have listened to that whole album, but I have never listened to an album start to finish. I've just heard the hits, which there's a bunch of them, but I don't know the rest. So out of 15 albums I posted on our social media, I probably know less less than 5% of their total work. So I felt this was a great episode to do because they may be way better than we know. That's my experience. What's your experience, Mr. Hicks? Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I need the hits. I wrote down, I'm not going to go through them, but uh, I wrote down every song that I had heard. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been on the radio, a lot of radio play songs, most of the hits and stuff. But man, I was so happy when we agreed to do this band. You yeah. know, I just, I, I just wanted to dig into it. I wanted to see what was happening. You know, it was time. It was yeah, time. Yeah. We, we took a nice break from the seventies. Good timing on this one. I think so too. And you know, you made a solid point offline, you know, to do this right. Uh, this isn't easy. And you replied, if you're, uh, if, if you're working while playing this music, you're not really listening you know, it just turns into background music. I was so guilty of that. You put my thoughts into words. And I was hearing the music, but I wasn't listening to it. And I just stopped, started focusing. You know, I just started over. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I knew it, but I didn't really know it. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 you brought that to my attention. I really appreciate that. Hey, that's the um, same way I go about it. Like a song may catch my attention if I've got it on while working, but more likely than not, I'm just like, numbers, spreadsheets, yay, guitar, drums, <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. just doesn't work. Cubicle wall. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You you got to, I've got a, I, and I told you I've got a single Bluetooth earbud. It's kind of my my cheat code yeah. for everything for life of sure. every kind. Like if, if sure. I know I'm going to run into somebody who I can't handle that, they just talk and talk and talk. I'm like, earbud. <laughs> yeah. They're talking. And, and, and while they're talking, it's like, this is the new style. Beastie <laughs> yeah. boys. And I, they think I'm not at them and I'm not. It's a, <laughs> just, it's a beautiful just, thing. Just smile when they smile. Just smile when they smile. That's right. Most yeah. people don't care. They just want to think that you're listening to them anyways, unless they ask that question. Like, do you agree? And it's like, shit. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. I'm gonna have to think on that one. Let me sleep on that question. Yeah, I'll have to get back to you. Yeah. Uh man, you, you I had a couple questions for you, but you already answered one of them regarding how many uh, songs that you'd listened to. I'm on top of shit tonight. You're on top of shit. You're on top of shit every night. That deserves so I'm gonna ask shot you, of the uh, fireball. <laughs> there you go. Hit that. Uh I'm kind of curious. I'm interested in what you heard. Uh did you hear any other bands uh, that uh, maybe influences when you were listening to the Queen? Oh, yeah. You know, did you, what'd oh, you yeah. hear? Uh, the one that stands out the most, and one of them I may be way off base. One, the Beatles, of course. Sure. Tons. I've got, not tons, but there's plenty of instances where I just wrote down on my notes, Beatles. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of Sergeant Pepper like sounds and some of this exactly. stuff, a lot of that, but, but they're able to do it in a different way. So I'm not saying sure. it as I'm taking something away from queen. There's just, how, how are you not, you know, when, when a band like the Beatles comes out and then the Stones shortly after, and they put out this mm-hmm. music and you're going to start a rock band. What are you starting a rock band based off of? Did you come up with this shit all by your lonesome? Like right. you're in your room and you're like, I think this would sound good. I think distortion would sound. No, it's been done. You want to get it, add to it, make it your own, build it. So I heard that. And what I was really surprised about was I heard Black Sabbath on some of this. Oh, yeah. Heard good. some I'm Black so Sabbath in there. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Not Dio. I didn't hear. <laughs> I might have to do that once an episode. But I heard, man, I am good at that. I need to be in a hair metal band. But anyway. You're very good at that. Very good at that. Uh, I need to do it more like Kermit the Frog. They're like, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I heard a lot of Black Sabbath. I heard some metal influence and I didn't know, I didn't really know that about Queens. So those were the two bands that I heard the most influence from. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure a couple of times I was like Lil Zeppelin-esque. Uh, but I mean, they, Queen came out, what was her first album? 70, 73, 73, I think. I believe it was 73. So, so by this time they've got those bands we mentioned are kind of out there. Um, I didn't really hear anything deeper than that. Uh, I don't listen to, you know, shit that sounds like Barry Manilow, but I imagine Freddie Mercury wanted, wanted to do some, some romantic crooner shit. And and, uh, he got that somewhere. But yeah, that's that's the influences I heard. I'm interested to hear if you heard anything that I didn't name or elaborate on what you heard that I did name. Oh no, I I, I completely agree. My notes. Uh, I heard the Beatles. I heard the Who. I want to say some. I don't cheap. hear the Who no matter. I don't even hear the Who when I listen to the Who. <laughs> yeah. Turn that, turn that yeah. shit off. That's what I do. Turn that shit off. Uh, I want to say I heard a little bit of Cheap Trick, which I don't know a lot about Cheap Trick. When did they some start? Of the hits. I don't know. I don't either. I'll look that up while you're talking. Yeah. I heard a little bit of Rush. I heard Sabbath. I heard Zeppelin. I heard, I know just a little tiny bit of Sticks. I heard Sticks. Fucking Sticks. Beach Boys Harmonies. And surprisingly, the uh, uh, vocals with the guitar singing along, I heard Avenged Sevenfold. Okay, so we're talking. Oh, so you're talking I'm, I'm also talking bands it. that you influence. Oh, yeah. I'm talking everything. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sorry. I should have been more specific. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, definitely Avenged Sevenfold in there. Uh, 
I honestly, I think every rock band from like 75 to 2000, there's, there's just queen had such a broad Oh my gosh. Sound. They could do just about anything. I don't know who wasn't influenced by him, honestly. And that sure. will eventually lead me to a statement near the end of the show that I okay. am very, uh, my conviction runs deep on. So yeah, okay. I, I, I heard a lot. I don't know who wasn't influenced by this band, but if you're, if you're a band after them and you weren't influenced by them, something is wrong. How could you not be influenced by this band as a professional musician? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Because what I'm going to say next, I'll say two things. And I know one of them you're going to say too. So we can talk about it for a minute. But one, sure. uh, Freddie Mercury is, in my opinion, the greatest front man of all time. No, I, I... just the greatest front man of all time. I don't think anybody has done it better than Freddie Mercury. I don't think anybody will have the, I don't want to say the vocal talent Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of vocal talent out there, but knowing how to use your vocal talent, I've Mm -hmm. never heard anyone use their gift better than Freddie Mercury. See, you want to, you want to sing something that sounds kind of Sabbathy. He can do it. You, I mean, rock voice, hard rock voice, opera voice, just, uh, just so, I mean, you name it. I am convinced that Freddie Mercury can do it. If he didn't do it on some of the albums, I bet he could. I bet if you said, Freddie sing this like this, that dude could do it. So to me, there's no greater front man. There's no one that catches my attention vocally. Like Freddie Mercury, Freddie, cha-chow, Freddie Lightning McQueenery. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, Brian, totally agree. and Brian May, I did not know he was that good. Oh I know God. you said I that too. Hear. You sent me that message, but I had no clue. I knew he was good, but the hits that you hear, the We Will Rock You and all that shit, yeah, I mean, you know, he plays guitar. I didn't know he played guitar the way I found out that he played guitar, which is he probably catapulted just from the first seven albums to my favorite guitarist of all time. So oh you know where this God, episode is going for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree, man. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I, thought, I was done. You know, I'm a, I'm a guitar fan boy. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Clapton and this doesn't make sense now, but I'll circle back around and it'll make sense. But I'm a fan of the drug years Clapton, not the alcoholic years Clapton. Not drug the years are best for everyone. Yeah, I'm not the sober. I'm a fan of my own drug years. But, I'm, <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm happy that the dude's sober now. But you know, I always think about that uh the graffiti uh back in the day that Clapton is God. Everybody's seen that. And I thought, man, after listening to Brian May, he's on a whole different level, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing that he cannot do i think clapton was kind of from what i heard from during that time you know i don't think he was really putting out a whole lot of diverse stuff but circling back around i think brian may was it was on a whole different tier it was nuts then, man honestly it was nuts, it was nuts. It's it's, it was nuts and then accompanied by uh, freddie mercury 
which he, he switched his name over to Mercury. Uh, Mercury was the mythological messenger of the gods. And that fits him so much because, yeah. I mean, he's one of the greatest vocalists of all time. It's it's crazy. I think he is and, the greatest vocalist of all time. Just to, I'm, I'm going to continue to just like massage his ego if he was still around. He's To me, he's just the best. I totally agree. I don't know who to compare him to. And before we dive into these uh, album reviews, you know, these, I think we agreed upon the first seven albums. Yep. These albums were one year apart. And the songs that were on these albums. Par it's for crazy. the course. Par for the course of the 60s and 70s, man. These people wanted to pump it out. And uh, I want to I wanna say I read this about Queen. I could be wrong, but I mm-hmm. thought I read that one of the band's only problems with tension amongst the band. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it, it might have been Freddie Mercury. Why do I have problems saying that? Fireball. No, sound good. Fuck off, he Fireball. Good. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I think I want to say, and I could be wrong, I think Freddie Mercury wanted to make an album every six months. And I, and I think, you know, the musicians in the band were just like, come on, man. Like that, that, that's a, you know, it's not logical. Can't quite be done. Might, I might be wrong, but I think I read it about them, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they just pumped them out and, and the, uh, the growth from one album to the next, considering the short time span was very Beatles. Like I agree. Very Beatles. like. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, you know, these guys, they were smart and their music sounded smart. And, you know, I was convinced if, if they were handed, you know, uh, a belt from an engine and a spaghetti strainer, they'd make a tune out of it. Oh yeah. Sell enough albums to buy houses. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just unreal. Just, just, I, I, I don't, it. I don't think I just, I don't want to say too much, I guess, cause we're, yeah. we're going to talk on the albums, but man, there's so much thing. There's so much I could say. Sure. That I just shouldn't. Cause we should go par for the course of the show. One, I've never yeah. seen the cover of the queen self-titled debut. I've never seen that cover. Like when I, I started know. this whole thing, I pulled that up. I was like, I don't know this album mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like not even a little bit. I totally agree. And as soon as you turn it on, as soon as you, as soon as you turn queen on shit was rocking right out of the box. Yeah. Like rocking harder than I'm used to hearing them rock, you know, by the way, I'll, I'll throw this out there. It's for the next episode, but I don't care. Sure. Like radio Gaga. I'm not a fan of that song by any mm-hmm. means, but mm-hmm. it was a breath of fresh air to start out from the beginning and hear how hard this band rocked. Oh yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I thought, man, right from the start and that Brian may OG, tone and the precise vocals from keep yourself alive track number one it's just bam right there in your face right in your face that's what i was wanting that's what i like that's what i enjoy uh it came across track number two doing all right and man i i went through a lot of these tracks took notes on a bunch of these songs hopefully i'm not going to bore you with them but uh, track no, number no, two. Give, give me all the notes you can because I I really simplified my notes on this journey. Okay, good, good. 
Um, track number two doing all right. I thought, man, this is just like like water flowing. It's natural. It's very Almond Brothers, Dickie Betts flavor with a theatrical element. Uh, songs like this, it just makes time stop for me. It just stops. My mind goes numb. Uh, midway through the song was a jam. Had no idea this was coming. That's what I like. The unexpected. So really, track number two, give me more. I'm ready for more. Yep. Uh, then we have the great King Rat. I love Punkish. this song. I love this song too. I've jammed uh, out to this one hard over and over actually whenever I heard it. Okay. Uh, punkish intro. Yep. That must love be why. Early Sabbath sound around the four minute mark. Yep. Uh, and I thought there's nothing that these guys cannot do. And, and my notes say in conjunction with other bands during this time, I'm calling this the beginning of the metal sound. Yeah. Yeah. The birth of metal. I mean, it could be argued easily. Yeah. I'm not saying Queen solely. Yeah. But I'm saying in conjunction with other bands, man, this is the birth of metal. It's uh it's so good. Yeah. So you really enjoyed the song Great King Rat? Great King Rat. I the, the fast paced vocals were just kind of knocked me over and uh, you know, being a fan of the band I won't mention this episode. <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it it's okay yeah uh, i i like the longer songs uh with tempo changes and such and great king yeah. rat is one of those songs um keeping yourself alive i thought was a total banger too just the the thing the reason i was able to simplify my notes on this one mm -hmm. th those are my top two songs so making a playlist and putting songs i can't live without i loved keep keep yourself alive and great king rat and that's not to take anything away because I loved all these songs. Jesus was just right there on the cusp, but it was mm -hmm. it just, I had this slight gospel thing and I just don't like gospel music. That's nothing against sure. Jesus. I just, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a taste thing. So every single song on this album, I thought was good. Modern times, rock and roll, even though it was a minute and 48 seconds, good song. Like everything was good, but two tracks stood out to me big time. And that, that is a, I think it's going to be kind of a problem we run into on the second half of the discography. I think we're going to hear some stuff that we don't love, but sure. it's not that we don't like it. It's that we don't love it in comparison to other Queen songs. Like album one, not a bad song on the whole thing. Listen mm -hmm. to every track, no temptation to skip. Every single song was just really good but those two songs stood out to me okay good that's good. not even taking anything away from the others those were just like elite tracks when the rest were all pro yeah yeah exactly uh my fairy king uh i thought we're getting a little bit of that theatrical rock opera-esque and this song to find freddie's range just unreal i said he's the best in the world yeah that was my notes he's the best in the world uh, next track, Liar. This guitar progression blows me away. Yep, another hear, another long one, too. I, I hear bits of Hendrix. I hear bits of uh, Pete Townsend's large open chords. Holy shit, this is so good. And then we come to the track, The Night Comes Down. Holy shit, this is the favorite. This is my favorite on the entire album. Just the acoustic progression. Just the, Write that the, down. Oh, it's so good. Uh, such a beautiful melody. Uh, just really got my attention and 
you know, I'm not really easy to impress. I'm kind of, and this song, it was, it yeah, was my favorite. a couple of 40 year old curmudgeons. Not easy <laughs> That's to impress right. at all. Yeah. And I thought, uh, modern times of rock and roll, the drummer singing. I thought, how he does many that quite a bit on the way through this quite journey? A bit, and he's good. But he's I good. How many, how many lead singers would, uh, allow this? Not very many. I don't yeah. know during this time today, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, and I'm like you, the song, Jesus, the storytelling, theatrical vibe, uh, get me back to the heavy shit, please. Yeah. I like one, that song. Uh, that, that was one of those ones that kind of sounded like a prog rock track to me. Like it kind of uh-huh. had this slowness and calmness about it. And then somewhere along the middle, Brian May's just like, I was just like, dude, yeah. is this guy knocks every song out of the park. Freddie Mercury could sing about the Easter bunny. And I'd be like, listen to that range. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Easter bunny. Like, just, <laughs> you got it. The dude can sing, man. And, and you were nice. talking about Roger Taylor, like singing on some tracks and it's like, shit, dude, yeah. they still sound good. Even with him. It's not Freddie, but he still yeah. sounds good. It's sure. They just couldn't this first album, at least they couldn't do any wrong in my eyes. No, I totally agree. It was very good. It's uh, established their foundation. Uh, I don't really think from what I saw and read that it really didn't prime the pump regarding them taking off as a band. Uh, but, you know, it's a, I really enjoyed this album, really satisfied with it, and I, it made me crave more. Yeah. I was ready to see what was next. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point, too. Like, this is not their taking off point. This is like... This is the point that comes out and it grabs your attention. Like lead singer can sing. Like if I'm, if I'm living right now in 1973, I'm like this Freddie Mercury guy can sing, uh, the Roger Taylor guy drums are good, man. Drums are real good. Uh, Brian may dude can play like, okay, this, this is a terrible comparison. Don't, don't even think I'm comparing the two, but I made the comment in the past episode that Greta Van Fleet was a band that I heard and thought, listen to that talent. If only they could find their own sound. Sure. And eventually they may, and they may be really damn good. Mm-hmm. Again, not a comparison whatsoever. But on this album, I thought, listen to these guys. Like, there's so much potential there to crank out some of the biggest hits the world has ever known. None of them are on this album, though. But this is damn good. Like, it's damn good. And, I, and if I lived in 1973, I'd be like, I'm watching this band. Everything that comes out, I'm watching what they do. That that yeah, was what I took away from that album. Sure. And in 1973, if I was a struggling musician and heard this album, I'd be like, screw it. I give up. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the talent is off the charts, man. Like, they and didn't fine tune it, but the talent is just off the charts. And I know uh, midweek offline, you threw a one comment my way. You said, this is the essential rock and roll group. I mean, this is, it's just, yeah. This yeah, is this it. is it. I mean, this is it. I, I mean, I, and I don't, I was thinking about this earlier today too. Like, you know, I love the Beatles and I, I sure. really got stuck on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And if someone were to ask me, what's the greatest rock and roll band of all time? I was like, I would say, I'll save that for later. <laughs> but I was, I really yeah. had to think about a lot of things that I'll explain later. 
getting good, ahead of myself. Good. More fireball. No. That's what that means. No, not really. Um, but yeah, do, so, do you have any other thoughts on the tracks or the style or the anything else about this album? Because it was uh, it was a great introduction to listening to a full album by this band. Oh, I totally agree. It was just overall, just the precision, just so good. You know, it just was. It just really grabbed my attention. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And like yeah. I said, I was ready to. I was ready for more. Give me more, more Queen right now. Give us more Queen. So then we've got the the next album, which has the iconic cover that I recognized sure. immediately, and I thought, I did too. This album's going to have some hits on it, and I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Doesn't mean it wasn't great, but there wasn't. Again, this is as titled Queen Part Two. More, mm-hmm. more, uh, another display of just rock and roll power, but they, they didn't do it yet. I'll throw that out there now. They didn't find their way quite yet. But again, when I say their way, all I mean is they hadn't dropped a jam that would be known worldwide quite yet, but sure. this album was just as good as the first one. Just no bad songs. Again, I didn't hear one single track on this album that was bad. Now, as far as what I really, really loved off this album, um, ah, there's, there's a bunch. I don't know what, I didn't write down the one I loved, but all of them I really liked. You said something about someday, one day, father uh, to son, I thought was a jam. Never Mm -hmm. more, I thought was a jam. There's a standout track here, but I'm having trouble thinking of it. But you let me know what you thought, and I'm going to find that track. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead and search for it. It's a lot to remember. Uh, uh, Father to Son, track number two, match guitar notes, the trail vocals. This is so Avenged Sevenfold, which is freaking awesome. I love that shit. Um, man, the someday one day favorite this is my favorite on this album this is queen's version of led zeppelin's ramble on in my opinion and again i get to songs like this time just stops for me i'm in the moment i'm focused my mind's numb it's just that that might be a little bit contradictive what i just said you you messaged me on this one like this, this is one of the first times you pointed out a specific song with that that particular jam and you had messaged me that and and i was like well shit i've already listened to this album did i not i i didn't catch it like you did and i listened to it a few times afterwards and great song didn't didn't hit me quite the way it hit you but i was like damn good song you know but yeah the i feel like you felt some of the acoustic jams off these first two albums yeah, and I usually don't pick up on that a whole lot. It usually doesn't impact me a whole lot. Everything they but do, you know, they do it good. Yeah, I, I listen to this song. You know, I listen to this song three times. I love the song so much. You know, just back to back to back. Loved it. Uh, I came across the loser in the end, track number five. Man, this song resembles the Who's the Seeker so much, in my opinion, which was released three years prior to this track. I'm not saying they copied the groove. But it's it really sounded like uh, just a lot of it sounded a lot of like it. I can't talk uh, thanks to the beer, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> kind of tripping on my words. I'm sorry about that. But you know, it reminded me a lot of a Who jam. Uh, 
ogre battle, uh, high pitch, heavy Shrek screeches, heavy, heavy. Shrek screeches, yeah. ogre yeah. battle. They knew who Shrek was before Shrek knew who he was. Mike Myers is like, God damn queen knew who I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, came across the fairy fellers master stroke. Weird, 100%. weird jam, weird name. Do you remember the the Mr. Roboto song? Yep. Sticks. Yeah. Mr. Roboto. I thought, man, this is so much uh, secret, secret. I've got a secret. You know, the sticks, fantasy rock, medieval, some type of keyed instruments uh, that I don't know the name for, and I really don't care because it's a stupid instrument. But kind of, you know, heard that medieval stuff in there. Um, the song Nevermore. My notes claim when I thought Mercury couldn't get any better, he did. This is this guy's the best vocalist that ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. Um this this next track was my jam off this album that I did add to my it? uh King of Queens was my playlist name on YouTube music, but the March of the Black Queen. Oh yeah. Prog song, six minutes thirty-two seconds. Loving yeah. that long shit, you know. Yeah. And that 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 was a jam just up, down, up, down, up, down. I dig that shit, and 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 Queen just like they could do it all, you know. Like you look at the track listing on this, and you've got Nevermore was a minute eighteen, and then March of the Black Queen comes in at six minutes and thirty two. There's and that's not the only six minute track on this album. There's two minute tracks. There's four minute tracks. Not they're all over. They just and they're all good, and they're all mm -hmm. done right, and mm -hmm. none of them left me thinking like I wish they'd have done this differently. Here didn't happen. It just didn't sure. happen. It's like this this band, even though they haven't put out their first major hit, has mm -hmm. knocked both of these albums out of the park. And that's incredible. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, the, uh, you mentioned the March of the Black Queen. My notes, uh, this is like a movie soundtrack song, but there's no movie. I mean, what inspired these guys to write this stuff? I know. What's going on through their heads? It's, it's like just Pink, unreal. It's like Pink Floyd the Wall before Pink Floyd the Wall. It's like they're just, they've got this vision in their head. They lay it out on instruments and it just, I mean, I've never been one for hardcore drugs, but if I had some shrooms or LSD, I bet that this album would take me on one hell of a trip. Oh yeah, this song's a trip for sure. And I thought these guys write this and remember it. How do they remember it? And I thought we're starting to get into a little bit of the Bohemian raps rhapsody. Yes, I can't talk because of the beer. Forgive me. <laughs> but uh, you know, I thought we're starting to we're starting to hit in that direction, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, you're starting to hear you that know. experimentation, and it is it's a, it's a very good thing. And you mentioned the Beatles, uh, Funny How Love Is, track number 10. Oh, yeah. Just a tiny sprinkle of the Beatles. Yep. Just a tiny little bit, which is a good thing. You know, that's yeah. good. I enjoy that. Yeah. So I'd say with this album, uh, you know, the Someday, One Day, man, I love that song so much. It's going to stick with me. I'm going to be looking for it again. I'm going to, you know, enjoy that from here on out. Uh, just a really good album. Just a good follow-up. Seven and Seas of Rye, I guess, was the single off this album. And I thought it was, that was the single. Thought it was okay. Thought it was solid. I mean, just nothing. You can't say anything the opposite about Queen so far. But, but that didn't really nail it big either. So it's like we've got this rock band with loads of talent with just the most potential in the world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you got. You got sheer heart attack. Sure. That comes yeah. out. And I feel like this is where it kind of begins for this band. 
I totally agree. Uh, I read, I don't know where, but I read this was ranked number two. This is their number two album. You know, I saw top, it. I don't know how many. I saw it on a on a two on one list, and it was generally in the top five of all of them, rightfully okay. so, because the whole album just kind of rocks ass. Oh yeah, album number three. These guys have still have my attention so much. Yeah, uh, Brighton Rock the, has some killer solos on it. Oh my god, dude! I have uh, uh, Brighton Rock. I love this. The transition from the circus sounds to the guitar riff opening is produced so good, and just so good. And the guitar at around two forty ish. Fuck me. This is so good. This is early Metallica gal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, I had no idea that it was coming. The rock of ages hook. Oh, it's just a, just a great track right off the bat. This is what I'm chasing. Yeah. You you and I both, this is what we're chasing. Yep. This is where you hear Brian May and you're like, really? Like what? You know what? Cause, cause listen, honestly, I know a few songs from the eighties period and we don't get to the eighties in this first episode. We're still strictly sure. on, you know, seventies. This whole episode's the albums from the seventies in the eighties. There's, there's uh, hits that have hardly any guitar, mm-hmm. which is a shame because Brian may is literally just talent just runs through every single finger on both hands. The dude oh. can shred. He can play, he can play anything you want. And, he's from and another I, planet. He's from another planet. On Brighton Rock, I was just like, why aren't some of these huge queen hits? Because he just puts on a clinic with the guitar. A homemade guitar at that. A homemade guitar built by himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's unreal. That's crazy. Um, uh, Track number two, Killer Queen. Great song. I know it's a hit, but yeah. great song. And I read where this was defined as their groundbreaking track. Uh, I was aware of this song. Yeah, I was aware of this song. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. But, you know, it wasn't a really big surprise to me. Um, man, the third track, Tenement Funster, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is my favorite song with Roger Taylor on vocals. I thought this song was one hell of a jam, and this is what really impressed me about Roger Taylor. I was like, I love this song, and it's not even Freddie Mercury, which just is impressive to me. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And I hate to I hate to be picky with this track because I really enjoy it. You bastard. Man, I'm going to get really down uh down into the details but from like 120 ish one minute 20 seconds to one minute 26 seconds this resembles david gilmore from pink floyd so much just this yeah. little itty bitty part and i don't know who was first and what i really don't give a shit about that right uh, they, these man, all these bands from this era just kind of kind of blend together at, at certain they're points. interconnected you yeah. know that's expected yeah but you know, this shit's like pre way before internet and oh, yeah. everything. And man, they're, you know, way before as a guitar player wannabe, way before tabletcher, you know, they're they're picking this up by ear only. Well, how many I guitar think- gods were there at this time? You know what I mean? Like I mean, Chuck Berry could play the shit out of his guitar. Um, we yeah. didn't really hear a lot of uh we heard some intricate work from the Beatles and we heard some good shit from the stones. But as far as like that sound of just 
blazing solos and stuff. How oh, many what? were there? You know, Jimmy Page no and Brian May, really, at that time, yeah. possibly? Yeah. Yeah. Very limited. So this was a very good track. Yeah. Damn good track. Um, what were some of your uh, favorite tracks I, from this album? Brighton Rock, Killer Queen, Tenement Funster all, all hit mm-hmm. me. Flick of the Wrist hit me. I thought those four, first four tracks were outstanding. Uh, Lily of the Valley, I thought was solid. Now I'm here was solid in the lap of the gods was solid. Stone cold. Crazy is a fucking banger. Oh you my know? God. That's a it's... banger. Now I heard that song. Sure. Th- this is the embarrassment of doing a show like this. I heard that song and was like, Metallica covered this on that garage sure. ink song. You know, that's, I knew the lyrics. I knew the whole song, but I knew it because of Metallica. That's the sad part. I guess it's not that sad. We grow up how we grow up, but this is this part of the reason stuck in my generation. Like Metallica, James Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but and Freddie Mercury did this and they did it better, you know? And, it, and it's just, I hear, hear this song and I'm like, God, this is a jam for the time period that it was in. Great song. Dear friends was good. Misfire's good. Bring back that Leroy Brown was good. Not one of my favorites, but it was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she yeah. makes me solid, uh, and you know, the lap of the gods revisited solid. The whole album is fantastic, but this is the first one where I probably just fall in love with half of the album. Granted, I love the first two albums, not taking anything away from them, but I fell in love with the first half of this album. Good. That's so good. You know, I totally agree with the Stone Cold Crazy. I knew this was performed by Metallica before. I had no idea that I was listening to a Queen song when yeah, I was listening to Metallica. Yeah, I didn't either. And I, knew, and I knew that that whole album was covers, but some of the songs, I just knew who they were, like the Misfits and Bob Seger and sure. you know some other, some other acts. But some of them I didn't know and didn't care. I was just like this. Because honestly, that Garage Inc. album rocked, in my opinion. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, it was great. Damn yeah. good. Best, one of the best covers albums i've ever heard oh i I think so too and i'm going to say regarding this album the stone cold crazy uh, it was so far ahead of its time oh yeah this might be one of my favorite songs of the 70s i i think i would agree partially because like is this song in particular is this the uh the beginning of thrash metal because i mean that's technically the kind of metal that metallica played Whenever, not not during Garage Inc., but when Metallica covered this, this song took Metallica back to the 80s and was just yeah. like total thrash. And I and I was just like, man, Queen kind of, they were on to something that I don't think everyone was on to. Like there was this blend of like punk and metal and hardcore and nobody even knew really what those words even meant back then in 1975 or 6 punk was on the verge but it's like it wasn't a household term and queen takes all this stuff and makes this song and i i'm with you i was like this shit when this came out how many jaws dropped of people that heard this song was like what is this it's fast it's heavy but still melodic but yet this still this guy still got some gravel in his throat what is this and what it was was badass Oh, it's badass. And I don't even know what to compare this to back. And when did this album come out? 1974 is what I have written down. It is 74. And it's crazy that that song came out in 1974. Oh, my God. It just uh, totally 
kicked my ass. Just holy shit. So good. And to go from one end of the spectrum with Stone Cold Crazy to bring back that Leroy Brown, which I was not a big fan of, that ragtime New Orleans sound, to go from that range of style. I mean, like I said earlier, these there's nothing that these guys cannot do. I mean, they're just showcasing their talent. It's it's beyond talent, in my opinion. Um, uh, back up a few steps, flick of the wrist, kind of dark theatrical vibe. I like it. It still has my attention. Willie of the Valley. It's a pretty melody. I don't use the term pretty too much, but right. it's a pretty melody. I enjoy it. Uh, let me in the lap. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Before you transition songs, let me answer a question sure. real quick. Cause for some Go reason, right the, the chat's not letting me, uh, yes. but my dude, we'll just call him the repeater. Cause that's what he does. Mr. Okay. Butcher. He asked when it, what is the next episode going to be on? So I can follow along. Sure. We love when people follow along and I was trying to respond. We, don't know yet, but we usually at least come close to figuring it out by the end of the episode. That way you can listen along with us. If you if we don't come up with it by the end of the episode, we announce it the moment that we know what band is next. That way you can listen along with us and agree with us or, or not agree with us. So there's that, Hicks. My bad. Continue. No, no. No worries at all. Uh, track number seven in the lap of the gods. First 20 seconds avenge sevenfold tone it's not avenge seven to- uh, fold i can't speak that oh, that mick ultra is powerful <laughs> son oh it's wicked crazy i'm telling you uh it's it's what the rap song get fucked up stay fucked up was about actually it was michelob ultra <laughs> is yeah. it well no not really uh, I'm on a sissy ass diet. That's why I'm drinking that. So yeah, it's, uh, if it weren't for that, but the first 20 seconds reminds me so much of the uh, Avenged Sevenfold. It's not their tone. It's Brian May's tone that right. Avenged Sevenfold is mimicking. They they have their uh, influences, and I'm pretty sure they named Queen as one. So, oh yeah. Uh, I thought there's a little bit of a vocal effect in this song. I thought is Freddie Mercury uh, slipping in some of his alien persona, or is this uh, you know it could possibly be. But you mentioned earlier production. Mm -hmm. You said something about the production of one of the tracks. I just want to throw out real quick the production quality on all three of these first three albums, and actually just beyond, and one one of which blew me away. The production value is just out of this world like it, it this shit sounded like it could have been created yesterday i mean there, a, there was no raw you know tape sound with fuzz in the background or like distant unless they wanted it to sound distant there there was no issues with the production quality of this not even the the ones uh the albums before getting remasters it still sounded fantastic all the way around. So just wanted to throw that out real quick. No, that's a very good point. And, and you pick up on that. You're, you know, you're more of an audio guy than I am. You pick up on that more than I do. That's a very good point. I totally understand that and respect that. Uh, I know we've listened to some other artists during this time and not to throw out any names, but I know we mentioned that kind of the production, the audio was kind of uh, sounded cheap. Uh, not really as good as, as it 
should yeah. be. The the stones, as much as I hate to say it, the stones were no, lacking heavily. The, yeah, and that doesn't take away from them as a band, but the Rolling Stones' production value was a step below the Beatles in a band like this. Um, Tom Petty was mostly good, but there were a couple albums, namely the one with the guy in the sickle in the field. I can't freaking ever remember the name of that one, but that the production I think that was value it. was sickle guy in the field. Sickle guy in the field by Tom Petty. That <laughs> that album, <laughs> that album, <laughs> Fireball. Got you. Uh, no more Fireball for me. But uh, yeah, the the production value on that was just subpar. Yeah. You know, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique production value elite you know there's just yeah there's just certain bands that that have it together on the production value and sometimes they just don't so this uh queen didn't lack in that area at all you heard every sound perfectly clear whether it's on headphones or you know a cell phone speaker so i said chris yeah yeah it's so good uh overall man these guys still have my attention oh absolutely Give me some more queen. Give me you some know. more. Yeah. So that's basically, and do you have anything else regarding this album? Just to add that through three albums, queen still has not made a bad song. Yeah. And how and often does that happen? It hasn't I mean, happened yet because I, I'm thinking about all the bands we've listened to. Sure. And I didn't love the early shit from the Beatles or the Stones because it had that whole, sure. you know, I want to hold your hand vibe and it was okay. But there, but I, I consider some of those songs to not necessarily be bad, but bad mm-hmm. for me. And Queen didn't make any songs bad for me through these first three albums. Tom Petty's first couple albums, I don't think there was a bad song, but I think by mm-hmm. album three, I might have found one. So currently Queen might be the champion of the longest run without a bad song. So you have to do a, you have to do a high pitch. They are the champions. Do a, you have to do that right now. What there is for, they are the champions. With they your high pitch. are the champions. <laughs> That's, my That's friends. it. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. I can't do that. Or I would terrible. I would've, it's I would've much better when I sing lyrics that make sense. Like rainbow and John. <laughs> fucking Dio you son of a bitch I would yeah. never know how to do that without you I'm sorry for throw, uh, putting you on the spot there. I don't I give a damn I didn't mean to do that I don't that. give so, a damn so yeah we're blasting through the first three albums I'm still hooked not a still bad hooked, song man. still hooked not a bad song album uh, four uh, I, will, I will say the title worries me a tiny bit a night at the opera uh knowing that this is the album with bohemian rhapsody on it worries me a little bit because i'm like you know i i will say um there are some songs that were hits by this band that i Mm -hmm. am sick of sure some way somehow bohemian rhapsody is not one of them I don't know why, but I've never mm-hmm. turned. I have never once turned that song off. I've heard it a thousand billion times, but it's one of those songs that is so impressive that I just don't, I don't want to listen to it all the time. So don't get me wrong there. It's not like I put that. I never play the song intentionally. Oh, I totally agree. But when it comes on, I never turn it off because it's just one of the most impressive com- compositions of sound that exists. 
in music or recorded sound period. So I sure. never turned that shit off, but I was worried about this album Me too. just because I was like, okay, we're going to transition into something new here. We're going to go into a little bit of a new style. Like I know Bohemian Rhapsody's here. A Night at the Opera lets me know that Freddie Mercury wants to get a little more operatic. I don't know if that's a word. He Sounds wants to me. get a little more belty and bellowy. And I'm like, I'm a tiny bit worried, but at the same time, this motherfucker can do it. So, and make me like it. And that's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. I mean, I, I didn't, I did not have much fear after starting the album which opens up with papa slow fingers with the mouse here night at the opera opens up with death on two legs which is one of death my on favorite legs. songs by queen that opened up and i was like god damn band oh rocks so far ahead of its time the guitar play everything just a everything's so good i fanboyed so out good. man i heard this song I and too. i fanboyed out i was just like Ready to buy t-shirts, ready to go That's buy, ready to go buy a mustache to put on and shave the rest of my beard and just get my teeth enlarged. I was ready to go the whole nine yards on this one and just, I want to be Freddie. I want to be Freddie. <laughs> I just, this shit's so good, man. The yeah. song was so good. Just this, 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 this is it. This is where, and we'll, we'll talk about each track, but this is where Queen firmly supplants themselves as a a superpower to be reckoned with in music oh i totally agree and to back up a few steps the bohemian rhapsody you know i don't intentionally i totally agree i don't go looking for this song but when no. i hear it, it it gets my attention and uh you know this might be one of the greatest songs written i you know it is I don't even want to put might in there. I mean, this is, it's one of the greatest songs, compositions, you know, what, any, anything, lyrics, vocals, instruments. It's it's just one of the best things ever recorded. And I can't, I can't even think of anything to compare it to. There is nothing. I mean, this was like one of the most groundbreaking songs I've ever heard. And I'm pretty positive. I heard it for the first time on Wayne's world. And I still was like, man, you know, yeah. and, and you watch straying a little, straying a little bit here. Stray. You watch, you watch Wayne's world and you see these two, you want to assume heavy metal guys listening to this song in the car and you, and you're as a kid, I'm just like, what is this song? And then exactly. it, and then it gets, and I was like, that was one fucking hell of a change and they're rocking out like what is this what what kind of what kind of devil magic is going on in this car <laughs> you know it's just it's just a sound you just haven't heard they're just so they're just so talented they just have that like the perfect idea of what i hate to make it sound el like elitist but they have the perfect idea of what um complicated music should sound like Oh, exactly. And, and I just, I couldn't come up with that in my wildest dreams, but yet this band came up with it, performed it to perfection, and remembered it. And, and, and just remembered it. Shit's nuts, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand that, and I never will. And I'm, I'm completely, I understand that I'll never be able to. It's just, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. This is the first episode where we both got off. 
I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's what it boils down to. Like, this, this is the first episode of this podcast. Pants have been soiled. <laughs> that's right. It's just, and I'm like, you you know, the the title of this song, I thought, oh, shit. I thought, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the death on two legs ahead of its time. Uh, Sunday afternoon. I thought this is a little bit Sergeant Pepperish, but it's still oh, good. This band, this band still has my attention 100%. Even with the style change. And, and it Even wasn't a full style change. Like you said, we saw hints of it on the prior three albums. Like we saw mm-hmm. this coming, but we didn't yeah. know how much they would expand on what we saw coming. And they expanded big time. Yeah, th- th- this song's completely different and I'm still completely tuned in. Yeah, me too. I totally agree. Uh, track number three, I'm in love with my car. Uh, this is Taylor singing. Yep. The raspy vocals reminds me so much of Rod Stewart, which is a good thing. Yeah, you know, it is. I like yeah. that. I like that raspy type of voice. The lyrics were kind of quirky, but I overlooked that. You know, it was a pretty good song. The track, You're My Best Friend. I've heard this before. How could you not like this? I mean, it's just a, a feel-good song. You know, I'm not intentionally going to go looking for this song, but if I hear it, I want to tap my foot. You know, yeah. that's just a just a sweet song, just a just a good melody. Um, I'm going I have uh, notes regarding track number six, Sweet Lady, the music. If Rush and Leonard Skinner collided, this is what it would sound like, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, just a just a good song. Then we go to Seaside Rendezvous. And we go back to the New Orleans ragtime jam with the kazoo and the mix. You know, the guys are just having a good time. They're just showing what they can. It doesn't matter what you throw at them. They're going to play. They're going to make a song out of it. Yeah. The the oh. Prophet's song. Go well, ahead. I'm sorry. One of my favorites. That's all I wanted to say. Prophet song again. Oh, my God. Prog Rocky, eight, eight minutes, 20 seconds long. You can figure out what this Bark guy is all about for sure. But th- this, this song just fucking knocked me on my ass. I was like, oh this is a journey. This is just a, another fantastic composition. If If this album comes out, but Bohemian Rhapsody didn't come out before it was released. I hear yes. the Prophet song and I think this shit's blowing my mind. I've never heard anything like this. And then Bohemian Rhapsody comes later. But the Prophet song grabbed my attention as if I'd never heard this band before. And I was like, what are they doing? Like this is this is some elite fucking music, man. This is this is where it's at. Yeah, I I agree so much. You know, the lyrics Whoa, people of the earth, listen to the warning, children of the land. I thought, were they singing to the universe or was the universe singing to us? And the harmonies, just everything. I thought, oh my gosh, this song kicks my ass. I'm glad it kicked your ass. Kicked my so ass. Good to hear. Kicked so my good ass. To hear. Yeah, it's just, uh, just unbelievable. Just, By the way, uh, folks, just, we almost changed the name of this podcast to Kicks My Ass. <laughs> we almost did <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. We might just we might change it to the Prophet Song podcast. I don't know, but th- this song just blew me away, man. It just oh, it's it beautiful. Blew me away. I almost wish I'd never heard Bohemian Rhapsody before doing this. That way, I could have heard Prophet Song, followed yeah. up a few songs later by Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure, yeah. It's just uh, I'll go back and revisit that jam. You know, just wow, I loved it. So good. By the love way, them. James Ward must be on vacation. 
He must be worse. Yeah, he's our number one fan. Number one fan not here tonight. He's There's someone here. watching. I don't know who it is. You could type and tell us who it is. That way we know who our number two fan is. But yeah. but our number one fan is gone. He must be listening to Queen. But uh, but yeah, the Prophet song was great. <laughs> Love of my life. I don't know if you add thoughts after I'm done if you want, but I thought no, go ahead. everything you've named after Death on Two Legs I thought was just a solid eye-opening jam you know nothing crazy crazy until the prophet song but the prophet song just hit me like a ton of bricks love of my life was good good company's good bohemian rhapsody of course is one of those all-time great songs god save the queen it's fine you know they still haven't made a bad song and we're on album number four yeah uh god save the queen my notes say no queen save us it's uh just man i'm ready for more i'm still chasing that and i'm 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 worried at this point yeah because you know some at some point like you would think this shit's gonna fall off this shit's gonna fall off so at this point i'm getting i'm starting to get a little bit scared i am too because it's like how much better can they get now also as far as ranker and album rankings go this is generally claimed as their best album not because of bohemian rhapsody alone but because of the just stylistic uh, mm-hmm. diversity that they showed on this album, there's still elements of metal, still elements of hard rock. There's elements of the ballads. There's elements of pop. There's elements of this sound. No one's ever heard before. They kind of just did it all on this album. They did it all. Every genre until the eighties, at least that queen was able to do and put on record was in this album and it's uh it is quite magical i mean it was magical it's such a trip not my not my favorite album from this episode i will add but it is magic sure and i'd like to i'd like to also include i read up to this point this was the most expensive album ever produced read that too read that and you could tell there was a lot of like fade outs of, of Freddie Mercury's voice and lots of like overdubs of his voice two times, three times, four times, five times. Roger Taylor tracks from the time we started the episode through now, layers and layers and layers. I read on one of Roger Taylor's tracks, he recorded like 17 different vocals for, for it and layered them and was just... Wow. This band definitely wanted to show something to the world, and and they're they're accomplishing yeah. it through four albums. Speaking of showing something to the world, I have to go take a piss. I'll be right back. You're going to show continue. if you. I mean, if you're if you want to show something please, to the world, you take, come with me. you take a piss here. The announcement <laughs> you just was stand, me showing. You just stand to, up and let it well, go. I can piss in this cup while we talk, but I don't want to do that. So I'll please for continue. You. Please continue. Uh, Maybe sing some Dio tunes while I'm gone. And I'll be right back. <laughs> that that that'll that'll get him peeing. Yeah. So for once, I don't have a lot to add while Hicks is gone and peeing. But uh, Freddie Mercury just blows me away. Blows me away completely. So for this album, wasn't my favorite. A Night at the Opera. I understand the critical acclaim. I understand why ranking websites have it as the best queen album that there is. I do disagree with that. I think they've done a more diverse album that is coming up, 
But at the same time, I, I highly appreciate this album through and through. I will take you through my playlist that I've made so far. I've got Keep Yourself Alive and Great King Rat off the first album. Those are jams I can't live without. March Good of the stuff. Black Queen off the second one, a jam I can't live without. Sheer Heart Attack uh, chalked up four tracks the most so far. Killer Queen, Tenement Funster, Flick of the Wrist, and Stone Cold Crazy. Those are tracks I can't live without. Uh, this album that we just talked about, Death on Two Legs, The Prophet Song, Bohemian Rhapsody tracks i can't live without so the count so far is two off the first album one off mm -hmm. the second four off the third and three off the fourth that by no means uh means that i didn't love every single song because i did those are just tracks that kind of blew me away now we transition to the fifth album what is the what is the guy help me out here hicks both of these mm -hmm. albums a night at the opera and the next album was a day at the races. These were both plays off of Mark's the, was it the Mark's brothers or. Oh, I have no some, idea. Someone Mark's I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I have no idea. Let's see. I know, I know it was a play on something. Let me go Wikipedia, but a day at the races. Mm -hmm. This is the next album that we hear. The cover looks very similar to A Night at the Opera. Mm -hmm. It's just black instead of white. Mm -hmm. uh, the artwork literally similar, which I like that. It kind of tells me like, hey, this could have been a double album, but we didn't do that. We released sure. them, you know, year after year. And Tie Your Mother Down, first track on that one, another banger. They, they seem to really know how to open an album at this point. Because like every single album opens up, I, I think, I need to go back and double check, but I'm pretty positive that every album opens up with a banger. I agree with that, yeah. To get your attention right off the bat. That's what I enjoy. I don't want to dig through seven tracks before I get to something that's going to really grab my interest. Right. My attention. So I appreciate that. Uh, Mar yeah, the, they, the Night at the Opera and A Day at the Races... Uh, taking their names from Marx Brothers films. Okay, can't say that, that I've seen a Marx Brothers film, but I know the Marx Neither Brothers name. Okay. But yeah, so A Day at the Races. Tie Your Mother Down. Good song. You Take My Breath Away. Good song. Long Away. Mm -hmm. Good song. You have anything to add on those first three <clears throat> before I go into a coma on the fourth one? I actually got to the point, uh, track number three, <clears throat> long way i thought this is probably and it may have been dependent on my mood at the time but this is the first queen song that i really didn't get into a whole lot which uh, one track number three which is long away long away so so are you are you considering this a, a bad song or just one you didn't quite feel the first one you didn't feel I don't want to say it's a bad song. It's just, uh, just uh, I kind of started, and it may have been dependent on my mood at this time, but uh, I just, I just really didn't dig it a whole lot. And to summarize this, I'm going to jump ahead to summarize this whole album. Uh, I don't want to diss this album, but it really wasn't for me. 
yeah kind of sounded they sounded tired and uninspired i i kind of i'm kind of with you there Mm -hmm. this this album in particular didn't really blow me away Uh but at the same time i also still i will go ahead and say it i still didn't find a song that i just downright didn't like good i still liked every track on this album Mm -hmm. but i was not crazy about this album like there there was this is the if you want to consider it a drop-off point this was kind of a drop-off point Mm -hmm. i love the song the millionaire waltz okay yes it takes from other sources to get its material but the guitar sound on this song even when he was doing the waltz on guitar Mm -hmm. just was so clean and so crisp and so clear and so well done and the timing was just beautiful. It was kind of a beautiful track for me. So that one hit me pretty hard. Somebody to mm-hmm. love, I thought was a really great track off this album. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, this album was just kind of like, I don't know that I'll continue listening to this one much. To this point, this would be the one I go back to the least, even though I still think every song is good. There's still not a bad track for me. Sure. Five albums in, no bad tracks in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, this is the one I would revisit the least. Sure, I totally agree. This is probably my least favorite album out of the albums that, we, we've, that we've, uh, we've reviewed so far. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still it's still Queen. I still respect it so much. Yeah, it's still Queen, still good. If this would have been the first album, which is kind of weird to say, if it would have been the first album, I still would have been like, this opened my eyes because this is a band that sounds unlike any band I've heard before. So I mean, the sound is still there. You can't take Queen away from Queen so far. Mm-hmm. But but this is this is the weakest of the seven in my opinion that we've done for this episode. Sure. Yeah. And to, to follow up, I'm so thankful that the previous album, A Night at the Opera, I'm glad that they didn't split it up to make two kind of okay albums. They Me went for too. one. Me too. It was just a total straight through ass kicker. Right. Uh, and oh my God, how do you follow up with something like that? I mean, it's just. This maybe wasn't this- quite the way, but it was. it's not like it's a bad follow up. It just didn't build upon what they did on album four. Sure. Maybe if this album was like number 12 in the lineup, I might enjoy this more, but I was still on that high from the previous album and still, I was chasing that. Right. And I didn't get the satisfaction out of this album, which, which is totally okay. Yeah, it is okay. I mean, it's, it's again, nothing I would turn off. The two songs I really liked from this that made my playlist Mm -hmm. are also probably two of the ones compared to the ones that came before it off the previous four albums they didn't really hit anywhere close to the ones that came before it so it was almost okay. kind of like i need a couple songs off this album that i really love and i didn't want to force it yeah but i kept listening to, to see what those were and then they stood out to me after a while but like if i had to throw these two songs away instead of taking one away from the previous four albums i would mm-hmm. throw the two songs off this album away so all in all if you're gonna call it their weakest offering yet this is it but i hate mm-hmm. to even say that because it's still good i do too i do it's too still good. And like 
like I said, you know, I don't want to diss this album just yeah. out of the respect for the band because we're, we're at the just point so to where we're at the point to where we're comparing Queen to Queen. You're I mean, exactly that's, right. That's just where we're at. You know, they've put out so much good shit by this point. We're now at the point where we're comparing Queen to Queen, and this is the weakest you? Queen so far. But that means it's better than most bands. Yeah, who else can you compare them to? There's nobody. No, there's not. That's a very good point. I think we've said all we can say on that one. News of the Never. world is next. And I will say, uh, we will rock you and we are the champions. I'm sick of both of those songs. I can't mm-hmm. hardly listen to either one of them. That's mm-hmm. not taking anything away. They're both all time great songs. I recognize that and I know that. But like Smells Like Teen Spirit, I've heard it too much. So oh, yeah. great songs, fantastic mm-hmm. songs. They deserve a spot in the playlist. They should be there, but I can't do it because I don't want to hear them anymore because I've just heard them too much. But both of those songs are badass. There's no taking that away from them. It's just one overplayed to hell and back, both songs. Sure. You go to a sports stadium, you're going to hear this shit. Both of them. We are the champions. That's a sports song. Uh, We will rock you fucking football song go to a stadium you hear people mm-hmm. everybody in the stadium going <gasps> with their feet boom 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 yeah, yeah i just i'm over it i don't hate them i just don't want to hear them anymore but what's chances that's track one and two off the sixth album <laughs> back to back just absolute all-time greats on this sixth album yeah i'm done with them but all-time greats nonetheless one and two mm-hmm. crazy Strong, yeah, strongest agree. opening to an album ever, possibly. Oh, possibly. And the We Will Rock You, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, the uh, I want to not really compare this, but bring it. You brought up the Smells Like Teen Spirit, which I totally agree. I can't listen to that song anymore. No. The uh, But it's a brilliant song, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. The, the uh, uh, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Right. You know, that... that the rhythm arena yeah. you know it kind of that hard it, thudding that hit it, that just it, gets at someone going like dun, 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 it's dun, like a war chant dun, it kind of it kind of ruined dun, it for dun, me you know just because of the overplayed but i want to say the solo which i don't know how much is played a whole lot during like the uh the sports you know games probably none honestly Probably none, but this guitar solo, this is one of my favorite guitar solos of all time. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, There's still something good to take away from it because oh it is God, that damn good. It's just overplayed. Don't want to hear it again. No, not really. I'm not going to go looking for it, but when I hear it, it's just one of the greatest guitar solos ever, in my opinion. We are the champions. It's magnificent. I don't want to hear it again. You know, I can hear it in my mind already. Um Yeah. Moving on down the the line, sheer heart attack, and you brought this up offline. Uh, song by and I found out why. Okay, I'm anxious to hear. I'm going to go ahead and say that you brought up the point. I wasn't at this uh, point during the review, but you brought this up offline. You pointed out that the drummer named this track that's already an album name sheer heart attack and please explain why because i don't know the i expected a complicated explanation for why 
the song Sheer Heart Attack was on the sixth album and not the third album that was called Sheer Heart Attack. Yes. The simple reason is the song was not complete at the time of the release of the album Sheer Heart Attack. So somewhere between album three and six, they finished this song and add it to News of the World, and it's a fucking banger. Why didn't they name it News of the World? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I kind of yeah. like that they didn't because it was kind of fun for me to start listening to this album and see Sheer Heart Attack. Why is this on album six and not album yeah. three, which shares that name? Either way, fuck shit was a banger. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, a few songs. There's nothing that I really disliked. And, uh, man, the kind of get down, make love song. It was just kind of odd to me a little bit. Don't you fucking talk bad about that song. That's on my playlist, son. Oh, it's, oh that's okay. I understand that. And I respect that. That's Hicks, okay. you need to get down and make love. That's what you need get to do. Down. Who doesn't need to? <laughs> <laughs> I love get down, make love. Like it took me a few <laughs> listens. Cause like, just the words get down, make love were just so uh -huh. cheesy to me. But after listening to the song a few times, I'm like, God dang, that's a good song. Spread your wings was a, a banger for me too. Oh, that was a good song. Uh, got to sleeping on the sidewalk. I thought this is so much pre eighties ZZ top. Not that she's got legs, but the early ZZ top. Right. Uh, which is ironic because Billy Gibbons' band that toured with Jimi Hendrix was called The Moving Sidewalks, Sleeping on the Sidewalk. So I thought that's kind of ironic. But yeah. I thought this is, this is uh, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a fun song. Um, the track, Who Needs You, at first I was like, okay, here we go with the Jimmy Buffett tune. <laughs> but... Brian May's classical guitar skills are nasty. They are nasty. I, mean, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so good. They are nasty. But exceeded my expectations. I was scared at first, but it just came back around and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much the highlights from my review regarding this album. Did I had a couple. Anything? I had a couple. Uh, well, let's my, hear them. my melancholy blues was a solid bluesy song. No yeah. problem there. But what I really wanted to add was on my version, which I think you're with me now on YouTube music. I think you, you've switched yes. over from Apple music to that on this album. I don't know. I don't believe it's a deluxe version. I think it's, well, it's gotta be something. Cause this track is from 91, but on this version of this album, there's a track 12 and it's, we will rock you 1991 bonus remix ruined by Rick Rubin is the title. The title actually says ruined by Rick Rubin. There's some beastie boys shit in here. I don't know if you listen to that or not, but I there's, there's that. samples from the beastie boys on this Rick Rubin version of we will rock you that he supposedly no ruined in 1991. And I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it because Did you like it well, just because there was beastie boy shit in there. And just as an update, I didn't want to fucking, you know, poop on Queens parade at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm still listening to the beastie boys still listening to them. Like just, I, I can't fucking stop. But that, that yeah. made me happy that Rick Rubin messed around with We Will Rock You and threw in some Beastie Boys beats off of that. It was it was really cool. Besides that, I have no other thoughts on the album. I thought News of the World was very good. 
a small tidbit about this album. This mm-hmm. uh, 1977, when this was released, was kind sure. of the beginning of the golden age of punk rock, which I'm a big punk rock fan. Mm-hmm. So I guess punk rockers like the Sex Pistols and other bands were criticizing Queen for starting out with kind of a bit of a punk rock bravado and then transitioning slowly to a a day at the races sound or a, a night at the opera sound. And I guess Queen felt like they should respond by just putting out a banger from top to bottom called News of the World. They're like, fuck you, Johnny Rotten. We'll show you. We're going to put out a song where we stomp our feet on the ground. And that's, that becomes part of the track. So, so Queen basically put this album out not only to get back to the rock roots a little bit, and it worked because it's a damn good album, as they all are so far, but also, you know, to, to just kind of prove the point, like, we can do what you do and do it better. And there's a few tracks on here, well, a handful of tracks on here that have some punk rock roots that Queen almost might have started a little bit. Who knows? I think I think they sounded punk on some of their tracks on the first album, um, but 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 they're like you know what so you, screw you guys we can do what you do and do it better and I wouldn't question Queen at all if Queen said I can do what Smash Mouth does but do it better I'd be like I believe you guys but don't do it you know <laughs> please don't do it but I believe you you know don't don't yeah. don't fucking do that to me but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah I just this this band could do whatever they wanted so for for a bunch of punk bands to criticize queen mm-hmm. I, i'm with queen on this one piss off I, I guarantee they can make a better punk album than you guarantee freddie that's mercury like, can make a better punk album than any of you guys that's like chucking toothpicks at a giant yeah you know that's like that tiktok video i showed you with with the short fellas throwing javelins into that poor guy's beard well, yeah you know, that's just yeah. inside joke but but yeah i mean queen can do whatever they want so that brings us from, you know, the comeback rock album, the comeback harder rock album, in my opinion, which worked out really well. But the problem is none of the albums were bad to begin with. So for them to switch gears was just them switching gears. It's welcome no matter what they bring to the table. Then yeah. they come with the album jazz. I'm just going to say right up front. Out of all the albums we listen to, this is my favorite. And I don't know if that's going to be a popular opinion or not, but I absolutely love this album, and it's got more songs on my playlist than any other album we've listened to so far. So Jazz by Queen, which again, (laughs) I'd never seen the album cover. I didn't know what this album was about. Released in 1978, their seventh album. Had no idea what this album was all about. I put this album on. It opens up with Mustafa. I'm like, Lion King hasn't been invented yet. What is going exactly. on here? That's what is this Hakuna Matata bullshit? Oh my God. I can't believe you said that because that's exactly what I thought. I wanted to find Pomon and Tumba, or I don't even, <laughs> Pomon and Pumba. Fuck beers talking. I wanted yeah. to find them and be like, did you guys really collaborate with Freddie Mercury and Queen? <laughs> Because this yeah. song, Mustafa, wasn't there a Mustafa <laughs> on The Lion King? Is, uh, it was Mufasa. Mufasa, my bad. Anyways, no. 
this track <laughs> if i could understand this motherfucker it would probably yeah. be on my playlist i don't understand yeah. a damn word of it but you know what it's a good fucking song regardless <laughs> oh, yeah like <laughs> yeah hakuna matata bitches <laughs> that's right yeah it's uh i agree yeah it's a good song and and, and it's it's a it's a it's a different start to an album for this band. Like if you've listened to all five albums of Queen so far, six albums, I'm sorry, and you put this on and Mustafa opens up, you're probably thinking like, okay, so they broke all this new ground that's never been broken before. Is that mm -hmm. not enough for you motherfuckers? Now you got to go speaking <laughs> in another language and like <laughs> chanting African hymns at me. What is going on? Toto, it was Toto even out at this time? I have no, no idea, but Mustafa is a good song just mm -hmm. saying in a language I don't understand. And I don't really care to learn another language except for Mexican, because I think I need to learn that and I'm interested in learning it, but whatever Mustafa comes from, I don't have the time to learn. Yeah. I mean, I don't have time to learn Spanish anyways. I think I called it Mexican. I don't have the time to learn Spanish. So I sure as hell ain't going to learn Mustafa language because I don't have time, <laughs> but I did hey. enjoy the song. It took me a few listens, but I, I was jamming after a few listens. It would not surprise me if this was Freddie Mercury's personal language that nobody else uh, knows. It very well could be the, the words Timon and Pumbaa could be in this song and I just missed it. <laughs> yeah. But a uh, good song followed by fat bottom girls. Yeah, that's an all-time great, too. I mean, just, just the fact that we're already getting to so many all-time greats that this band sung, it's starting mm -hmm. to get out of hand a little bit how many great songs this band has put out by this time. But Fat All Bottom Girls, I may be a little sick of it. I'm a little sick mm -hmm. of it. But I fucking love this song. And Jealousy was good. And the mm -hmm. reason I even mentioned jealousy was a buffer to bicycle race. I will never get sick of bicycle. Oh Sometimes gosh. I wake up in the middle of the night just thinking like, I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. It's I great. loved riding bikes when I was young. So this song actually has a shit ton of meaning for me because I fucking love bicycles. Freddie Mercury <laughs> fucking loves bicycles. And I love the song called Bicycle Ride. I thought, who in the hell, what kind of asshole was trying to prevent Freddie Mercury from riding his bicycle? I'll fucking, him I'll, ride. I'll throw a fucking tire iron in that dude's spokes. <laughs> I will throw a tire iron in his spokes. You let Freddie oh, ride no. his bike. No I love this song, man. It's the most simple, too. goofy shit that's a fucking hit that I've ever heard in my life, except for All Star <laughs> by Smash Mouth, which Queen could do better. <laughs> Queen could do better. I'm going to back up a few steps. The fat bottom girls. I'm sick of it, but I love this song so much. That's a good song. I like it so much. It's like a war chant. Uh, we're recruiting girls with fat bottoms to join the squad. I've heard it so many times, but it's just a, it's just a good song. And let me but add that mm -hmm. even though Freddie Mercury liked bottoms of all genders, mm -hmm. he did also like fat bottom girls this song is not a lie he liked fat bottom girls as well as fat sure. bottom guys so you know it's it's one of those songs that's kind of confusing at first but open your mind a little bit and realize that some people like other people of all genders don't know where i was going with that but it's one that's of those right. questions like when i was younger i was like why is he singing about fat bottom girls if he's if he doesn't swing that way freddie mercury swung, sure. swung both ways and I appreciate the fact that he likes fat bottom girls because I've always loved fat bottom girls. Hey, I don't give a shit what Freddie Mercury likes because 
what he gave to me as far as these songs is such a gift. I can give two shits. Yeah, I don't care about that either. But but I, but I, I was confused I growing up. I was like, because I, I knew early mean. on, you know, that Freddie Mercury at the time his partner was male, and yeah. I heard Fat Bottom Girls. I was like, I am so confused. Was he hiding? Was no, he wasn't hiding. He liked Fat Bottom Girls too. I fucking love Freddie. Like he's just yeah. the, the dude. Just he just brings it all to the table not and this is this is kind of my transition not just music not mm-hmm. just lyrics mm-hmm. like the guy was a humanitarian he sure. was he was a great fucking dude and he loved everyone in every yeah. way that he could and i just i just have such a even though i didn't grow up in that time period i almost have an emptiness in me mm-hmm. knowing that he's gone yeah. Like I wish I could have seen him grow into a older man like Brian May. Cause you look at queen now and they're mm-hmm. torn with Adam Lambert and something me and my wife were talking about last night. This sounds more like into the episode shit, but I just got to get it out there. Get it out. The fact that queen tours with Adam Lambert, but they're called queen and Adam Lambert is mm-hmm. not only the most respectful thing possible for freddie mercury's legacy yes they're also still fucking good with adam lambert adam lambert can sing like it i know the dude came from like a reality singing show i think it was american idol Mm -hmm. but if you're going to transition as an older band like who are we going to sing with after freddie mercury i'm not the biggest fan i don't know that much about adam lambert but i know that dude can fucking sing anything sure what a great guy to add to your band after the fact of freddie freddie mercury passing away not only is the band talented as shit they know how to recruit talented as shit yeah and i'm just i'm just blown away i've watched some videos on this journey of them singing with adam lambert and i'm like how do you how do you recognize that that's the right because he's the right guy for that band today i agree freddie mercury would be but he's gone he's but adam lambert's the the right man for the job today and it's just crazy you know just the the eye that they have for talent and ear that they have for talent i don't know where freddie mercury even came from i don't know if they were i probably should have looked it up i don't know if they were all childhood friends like the beastie boys i don't know where they found this dude but for brian may and roger taylor I'm sorry I don't know the bassist name. Bassist right. just slapped the bass. <laughs> <laughs> but for these guys to find each other was just incredible. Just just incredible. It's just uh I say it all the time, the perfect storm, the yeah. planets were aligned and it was just the right time at the the right point of time. Um man, it's just unbelievable. And it's a one and a a 999 billion or even a trillion yeah you know the odds of this ever occurring again is just slim to none yeah it's just actually it's probably none because i don't I, I just don't see rock coming back as ferociously as it as it began in the 60s and 70s i, I just don't think it'll ever happen again i think freddie mercury for me will go down as the greatest that ever did it for me mm-hmm for me as well yeah but yeah. this album jazz 
I, I, I don't know what other thoughts you got. We've only went through a few songs. Yeah. Bicycle Race being the last of, of the ones that we've went through. Yeah. Give me your rundown. We'll we'll get back to normal here. Give me give me your rundown on this album. Uh, as as far as the positive remarks, which the positive uh outnumber the negative. Let me entertain you. I thought this song should have been the album opener. Just a tornado of Over of Mustafa? <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I love the, it. Uh, dead on time. I thought the harmonies really didn't jive with the track. Great guitar halfway through the song. Um, let me see. You know, honestly, the rest of the album it was just okay for me. You son of a I had, bitch. <laughs> that's all right it's okay but i thought the song if you can't beat them i thought oh shit here comes the 80 sound oh let me let me see if that's the same note that i had because i had oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah i have if i have specifically written down if you can't beat them oh shit this is where the 80s starts to come <laughs> into play right. a little bit yeah, yeah that's exactly right. what i got written down i knew i had one but, song Written down, yeah. it was like the '80s are coming, man. They're on their way, and this, this, and we is, knew it. This is where it's coming, but but that's the thing. I do know some of the '80s hits. Another one, "Bites the Dust," is an '80s hit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit! Now I've got to look. Another one, "Bites the Dust," is an '80s hit. Uh, bear with me. I'm actually going to look because I I'm trying to make a quick print here. So. The crazy next, little thing called yeah, love. Crazy little thing called love is an eighties hit. Under pressure. Under pressure is a ladies hit. You're nailing these. Uh, there's a couple songs off the works radio. Gaga. I want uh, it all. I want it all. These are all eighties hits. And you know what? Those eighties hits for the most part are good. Yes, they are. So I am, I'm hesitant on the eighties because you can't knock it out of the park on all eighties. So if they, if they've got multiple tracks that sound like the ones we just mentioned, we're in a bit of trouble possibly, but at the same time, we might not be, I don't know yet, but as far as jazz goes, uh, fat bottom girl, my playlist, I'll name those real quick and then I'll go through some others, but This, the reason I love this album the most, I basically just boiled down to the amount of tracks that made my can't live without playlist. And I thought this album, a lot of folks said that a night at the opera was that album that showed that showcased everything they could do. I actually thought it was jazz that could showcase everything they could do. Fat bottom girls. I thought was a you know, it's always been one of those all time greats. Bicycle Race, one of my favorite Queen songs ever. I just <laughs> love good. it. I don't know if it's because it's goofy or because I used to do the BMX tricks where I spun my bars and shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me entertain you. I, I is a banger to me. Dead on Time, I love. Don't Stop Me Now is one of my favorite songs, period. I love that fucking song. I yeah. love Don't Stop Me Now. It's a little bit, it's creeping into that 80s sound, but I love that song and more of that jazz. I don't know if you listen to more of that jazz, like enough to capture what was going on there, but more of that jazz turns from an original song into overdubbing pieces of 
other songs from this album in. Fat Bottom Girls has a sample in this song. Uh, Don't Stop Me Now, I think, had a sample in this song. Like, they did this, uh, I hate to say it because we've been stuck on them, but Queen went a little Beastie Boys and sampled their own shit and threw into the song more of that jazz. And I just found that to be brilliant. Like I just, that happened at the second half of that song. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. They didn't sample other people's shit for a song. They sampled their own shit and added to the last track of this album. And I thought that was magic to me. Like that was cool as shit that they sampled their own songs on the final track of an album that started out to be an original track and transitioned into a collage of hits from this album onto the last song. It was just really freaking cool. That's very interesting. And I'll be totally honest. I didn't give this track much of a chance. Go back and listen to it. I, I, and, I and certainly the will. Second half, they just throw in other snippets of their songs into this. And it, 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 it's uh seamless the way they go in and out of those tracks. It's just really cool. I don't know if anybody ever did anything like it at the time. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'll go back and listen. I think during this point, like I said, I want to be totally honest. I was hearing some of these songs, but I really wasn't listening. You know, that happens. Was, that's, that's the, the hard part of fucking cramming this shit into a week. Yeah. I was tired at this point. Yep. I, I was getting yeah. there and I really had yeah. to focus on the last half yeah. of this album. I didn't, but I will go back for sure. I did that today. Okay. I bounced around all throughout the week. You know, me and you both did our, we didn't say the words queened out. I will say that, but, but it I bounced not. around and on this album in particular, I knew that I loved three fourths of it, but I was like, I gotta really dig into these last three or four songs on this album. And I did. And this last one really surprised me. I was like, it took, it, I guarantee it took me four or five tries because I was working Excel spreadsheet and the shit out of life. And then all of a sudden I'm listening to this song and I hear, don't stop me now. It's like, wait a minute. That's not the song I'm listening to. And I clicked on my browser and I was like, that is the song I'm listening to. Wait a minute. What's going on? So I backtracked all the way to the beginning and listened to it and just focused and was like, motherfucker, these dudes just sampled their own songs into a different song. And that's I was just wild. kind of blown away. I was like, that's wild. Sure. Maybe they inspired the Beastie Boys. Sure. Yeah. Inspired everybody else just about they. Maybe they inspired <laughs> Smash Mouth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to go back. I did not give that a fair chance. I'll go back and listen to that. Interesting. Uh, Last song and, of the album, Jazz. Give it a, give it a shot later and just, just hear what they did at the, at the second half of the song. And I should have mentioned up front, this is the only album that I did not go back and revisit. You know, I didn't go back and skim through this one just because love it. That's good. And I, I, I respect your opinion and your opinion makes me want to go back and revisit it. I'm going to give it another chance. Maybe I'll throw a little something in, uh, during part two that, Hey, I went back and listened to this and I feel differently about it. It's a great part about this too, because you were feeling Paul's boutique on the Beastie Boys episode more than me. And I went back and I understood after I went back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great, the great give and take of this shit. Like I know that, you know, music. So when I write down notes that Hicks really loved this fucking song, I need to go listen to it a little bit more. It doesn't mean I'm going to feel the same way, but it means there's a chance. 
And I totally agree. I feel the same exact way. He took words out of my mouth. Yeah. I appreciate your enthusiasm towards different tracks. And I'm always excited. Wanna, always want to go back. You know, well, if Barker likes this, probably good shit. I'm going to go back and listen Could be. to it. So. Could have yeah. also been, you know, completely out of his mind or fucked up when he listened to it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's hard to tell, but you got to find out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I was digging on jazz, man. I thought I thought this album was uh um, again unpopular opinion, even though I saw it regularly in the top five for the most part of all their albums. Some I think one or two lists had it at two or three, but I just I felt this one, man. This this album really got to me. It, to me, it was everything that a night at the opera should have been for me, even though I love that album too. Yeah, but I can safely say. In my opinion, anyways, seven albums in, I still have yet to find a bad song, which is just crazy to me. There's so many good tracks. Such a, it's just unbelievable. And I had no idea. I didn't either. I knew they were one of the greatest of all time because what they've got, you you could make a greatest hits album off the first seven albums. So so, I mean, I knew that they were special, but I didn't. We, we learned multiple things. Brian May is one of the best guitarists to ever live. Right. didn't know that i, I didn't Did know that. that if somebody would have said that to me i'd have been like oh i get where you're coming from but i didn't know it for myself mm-hmm. i knew freddie mercury was my favorite front man i knew that because i've watched the live aid concert uh yeah. it, it, that's all you need to watch really to know that freddie Mercury's the best front man of all time have you seen the movie the bohemian rhapsody movie yes i have not well I'm going to be honest. I had it in the, I had it playing in the background while punching out some numbers. I fucking I spreadsheets, man. Oh shit. And it should be the other way around. Right. But I, I didn't focus as much as I should have, uh, with this. Yeah. With, with that movie, I need to go back and rewatch it. I, and need, I, will. I need to watch it. I, I just part of the, uh, which, you know, we're, we're slowly running out of time, but whatever. One of the, one of the things I, I read about the movie a little bit too, Sasha Baron Cohen was the original Freddie Mercury in the movie. Okay. And apparently he's phenomenal in it, but apparently he wanted to show all the shit that the, uh, the band didn't want people to see. Not that they didn't want people to see, but they wanted to paint the band in the brightest of light, sort of like the get back movie that's coming out by Peter Jackson about the Beatles. Like everyone thinks the Beatles 69, 70 were just at each other's throats. And that may be true, but they're still good times. So Peter Jackson wants to show the good times on this new documentary. The band queen wanted to show nothing but the good times on Bohemian Rhapsody. Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to show people when, uh, they had waitresses and waiters walking around with plates of Coke on top of their head. And, and, and the band's like, we don't really want that to be part of this movie. We want it to be a movie for everyone. We don't want anyone to turn it off. Like, I don't like cocaine. Click. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen exits the movie. Rami Malek enters the movie. Queen claims he was sent from heaven, basically, to do this movie and do Freddie Mercury. And I, I haven't seen it. I want to watch it. I'm yeah. excited to watch it, especially after doing this deep dive. And that's but, the thing. Uh, that's it. I'm going to be I'm going to be more interested in, in rewatching the movie and paying more attention. I'll be uh, not where I saw the movie. I wasn't watching the movie, so yeah. I'll go back and I'll be more intrigued. And I have a feeling that I will 
it'll give me an entire a new level of respect although it's played by fictional characters but right. it's still or not fictional characters but it's portrayed by actors it's still going to really draw me in that's you know, the hard I, part too the hard part is knowing like watching someone portray freddie freddie mercury who can get that right yeah maybe this guy yeah. did i don't know but but who could get that right you know it's like watching i hate to throw this band out there because it's kind of like the general basis of the show but like who could play kurt cobain no no one would be believable to me playing kurt cobain and that's kind of where i'm at with freddie mercury yeah. But but now I want to see the movie just more so to know more of the story of Queen and just forget about the actors. I need to put myself in that mindset that I'm watching what happened and just forget about the fact that I'm so high on Freddie Mercury that I don't want to see someone portray him. Yeah, I agree. And it's, uh, you know, when we reviewed the Beastie Boys after we watched the Beastie Boys documentary, it was two of the three beastie boys telling their own story yeah it wasn't a movie i mean this shit was real it was the truth it was raw whereas a movie you know uh, hollywood's got their paws into it a little bit so you know you don't know what's entirely true or not you know so i mean if you know if the i don't know who's still alive i know brian may still alive i don't know who else is alive may, may and roger taylor are still alive i don't think the okay. bassist is still part of that group i think it's brian may roger taylor adam lambert and someone else flea flea yeah it's flea <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be great yeah. actually that, was, that would be great that yeah would be for great. sure uh but yeah I, I don't know who else is a part of that whole thing but uh but man, if they sat down and told, you know, if Brian May, and it, that might be uh, something that's already done that I'm not aware of, but just, I'd like to. I love Brian May, but can we both agree that his haircut is literally the same as Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, what the, dude. I know you've had it for a long time, but it's time to do something different. It's it's the Gene Simmons, the hair helmet. Gene Simmons, yeah, yeah, hair helmet. I I almost feel like just for fun, we might need to do Kiss. For fun. uh, Hey, I'm game. For fun. I'm game for sure. That's a good... I hope they don't have 298 albums. I don't think they they do. do. I don't think they do. No, I don't think they do. But I mean, I'm pretty confident that I won't like it. But mm-hmm. I'm also pretty confident it'll make for a funny ass episode. <laughs> no, I think it will too. Let's put that in the queue. Because I just I, I know nothing, you know. Uh you might be right, actually. Nineteen let's see, KISS 74. God, they were around in 74. I thought you were gonna say 74 albums. <laughs> they might have quite a few albums, actually. We'll have to find out. I don't want to do a two-parter on KISS. I don't either. God no. But uh yeah. So, so just, uh, I, I, I'll state one thing before we end the episode mm-hmm. one, I'm worried about the eighties because I have heard some songs that didn't have a lot of Brian may and didn't have a lot of Roger Taylor and was more of mm-hmm. like a drum machine with exactly. Freddie Mercury. Another one bites the dust is a fucking banger. No, no, no joke there, mm-hmm. but I am a little worried. I'm a little interested. I think mm-hmm. the next episode might, might probably likely be less exciting but we'll have some good thoughts anyways but between queen and the beastie boys which one hit you harder 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that a tough question? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. You know, I was uh, running this through my mind. I thought if we did a recap, who would I put on the podium as far as number one, the number one artist that we reviewed? Oh my gosh, man. I'm going to have to go to Beastie Boys. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think so too. Because <laughs> yeah. I've always loved Queen, even though I didn't didn't know their first discography. Yeah. The fact that I haven't always loved the Beastie Boys, but now do carries a little more weight for me. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm still listening to that shit. I still am uh, I am too. And it's I always throw out this scenario, you know. I'm a moody type of guy, no matter what type of mood that I'm in. If I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm going to listen to the Beastie Boys. Uh, I can still listen to Queen. You know, they're going to fit into that slot, no matter what type of mood I'm in. You know, we reviewed the police. If I'm pissed off, I don't want to hear the police. (laughs) No, no, not at all. talk for about 20 seconds i'm gonna go yeah. pull it i'm gonna go pull a hicks if you go noticed i was spinning in my chair like a little fucking kid <laughs> oh my god yeah. i thought you yeah. were uh, uh, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, elaborate more on the beasties having a little more impact than queen and i'll be right back yeah for sure man yeah it's just no matter what type of mood i'm in like i stated uh like the you know we reviewed the stooges i have to be in the mood for the stooges which is a great great band uh (laughs) did i hear dio in the background you know but the beastie boys they're man it's just uh just unreal not the impact that i was expecting from the review but just they're the only artist in the lineup that i'm still enjoying that i'm still going back to so jay barker's back i am my my wife happened to be outside on the porch when i went out there and you're, you said something and i was like she's like <laughs> i see a phone wave and i'm like oh hi <laughs> yeah uh okay so anyways i'm kind of anxious to get into uh to part two of this how many albums are there total studio 15 so we kind of left ourselves eight at this point i i mean i think we'll be fine getting through them because i have a feeling that some of those albums are going to be kind of one and dones especially uh heaven made i think is the last album album 15 and from what i have read they brian man company took pieces of what Freddie Mercury had recorded because he had passed by this time and, and kind of made a album of, of remnants sort of. So I imagine that's going to be kind of rough. It was generally ranked at the bottom of their discography. So I don't expect it to be much mm-hmm. flash. Gordon is an album in that <laughs> second half and it's mostly instrumental. There's only two songs with lyrics. So okay. I imagine that'll be an easy one and done. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to hear the next album in the lineup called the game. That's, yeah. that's the album with another one bites the dust. And mm-hmm. I think one of the other mentioned, maybe what other album was I talking about that? I really love one of the songs off of, I want to say it was that album. Let's see. No, not Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't want to listen to that shit. It's not even <laughs> a real thing, 
but the album, the game has got another one bites the dust, crazy little thing <laughs> called love. And it looks like that's it as far as the bangers go off that. So what was the other major song off of? Under Pressure was on Hot Space, generally regarded amongst their bottom couple of albums. Right. Oddly enough, the album A Kind of Magic serves a double purpose as a studio album and a soundtrack for Highlander. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's one of those situations there. The Miracle from 1989. I Want It All is on that one. And, huh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misquoting a song that I really, really loved. Possibly. But yeah, I'm not as excited about the second half of this queen journey. I'm still excited because I want to know what the rest of it sounded like, but man, it's not going to compare to these first seven. There's no way. Yeah, I feel the same way. No chance. Yeah, I I don't see it happening. But there might be a few hidden gems in there. That's what we're searching for. Might be some. Might be a lot of drum machines and me being pissed off for a week, too. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that happened with uh, Tom Petty. I wasn't pissed off, but I was was not thrilled after hearing the first half of his discography and then going to the second. You know, it it left me wanting a little more. So we'll, we'll see. Freddie Mercury can pretty much do anything but what i'm worried about is when you take away a lot of that brian may classic rock guitar like how good can it be without that i don't know yeah yeah but we shall find out that's right that concludes first episode regarding queen our longest episode to date we just pretty much got off all over this band (laughs) We had a lot to talk about. I mean, it was, it was just, it was exciting. It was, it was an sure. exciting episode. We had an exciting week. This was kind of our shit. Uh, I, I can safely say what I was trying to say earlier. If somebody was to ask me what the best rock band of all time was, I'm going to say queen reason I being agree. reason being, if you ask me what the greatest band is of all time, I might be inclined to say the Beatles. But if you ask me what the greatest rock band of all time is, I'm probably going to say Queen. Difference being, I, I the Beatles were a special entity that kind of came before everyone else and kind of planted their flag before anyone else had a chance to and uh, said, we are some of the greatest songwriters and musicians the earth has ever seen. Flag planted, <laughs> totally respected. But as far as perfecting the sound of rock, that is Queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, that I, is can't imagine, I can't imagine. You know, we missed out on the Beastie Boys. We missed out on, on seeing. We had more of an opportunity to see the Beastie Boys. But as far as Queen, I don't want to say we had as much of an opportunity. But, man, to see them perform live. Right. Thank God for YouTube. But what a, an experience that this would have been. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I on that note, I highly recommend just watching the the Live Aid concert. You know, as it's just it's it's otherworldly. I mean, Freddie Mercury puts on a show. He put he just the guy knew how to entertain. He obviously knew how to sing. He didn't sound 
any worse for wear live than he did on an album. In fact, he probably sounded better because yeah. he's just that, that special of a, of an artist. And I and missed just out. A, just the natural, he controlled that audience. Just one little person in that large group of people controlled that entire audience with minimal effort. Yeah. Just natural. Yeah. 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 He did. He didn't have to work it sounding like that. He just sounded like that. And who else have you seen walking around with a microphone? His special microphone pole that he'd pull out and four, like, you know, three feet of that thing was attached at all time. And he's walking around stage, just sticking that shit in the air, singing. <laughs> you just yeah. don't see that kind of showmanship, at least in that sure. time period. Sure. The Beatles, you know, I watched them on the rooftop at the end of their career and it was magical. Sure. Uh, but watching Freddie Mercury alone, not even like nothing, taking nothing away from the rest of the band, but like honing in on Freddie Mercury when mm -hmm. he was performing live, Nobody, mm. nobody did that shit. That was, that was Axl Rose shit before Axl Rose. And I'm not comparing the two. Cause I think Axl Rose is shit in comparison, but sure. that he was doing Axl Rose shit before Axl Rose was even getting laid, you know, oh, like yeah. Freddie Mercury was just rocking shit out before people knew how to rock shit out. He's the goat in my opinion, as far I as totally rock agree. vocalists go. I totally agree. Simple good as shit. That. Good shit. I'm clap, so happy. Clap to ourselves. Uh, I'm so happy that we took on this band. I will say Daddy. real quick before we exit, uh, a buddy of mine that watches my uh, YouTube microphone review channel, American Liberty, my <laughs> guy, love him, never even met him, and I love him. He said, <laughs> enjoyed the show live on the big screen. But be oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's a good dude. He said, yeah. but Beastie Boys over Queen? Y'all <laughs> bumped your heads. We're not saying that the Beastie Boys are a bigger entity than Queen. In fact, actually, mm -hmm. you want to talk about all-time greatest groups of all time? Queen is, is probably number one for me. I agree with that. But the in the context of this podcast, yes, the, the context of this podcast, we were more familiar with Queen, even though it was mm -hmm. just the hits, than we were with the beastie boys. So the impact that queen had on us was already there sort of, mm -hmm. but again, we probably only heard about 5% of their discography. So this was still a journey worth taking because I learned so much about how damn good queen was. Mm -hmm. But the reason we ranked the beastie boys over queen, as far as the impact of the podcast goes, exactly. I didn't even know I liked the beastie boys that much. I exactly. knew I liked queen. I knew I liked Queen. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I loved the Beastie Boys. I went, and that's the impact. Queen, yeah, I fucking love them. Now I love them more. Beastie Boys, yeah, they were okay back in the day. Now I love them. So yeah. th that's that's the difference there. It's not a who's better. It's who's impacted us more on this journey of listening to music we didn't dive deeply into. Perfect explanation. I'm I with you. I respect that so much. And I'm with you. Because, I mean, the Beastie Boys have had the biggest impact. They will stick with me. I still listen to that shit. I think it's hard. The Beastie Boys are hard. That shit hits me hard. Queen yes. hits me hard, too, but they hit me hard a long time ago. I sure. just didn't know their full body of work. So hopefully that sums it up for you, Mr. American Liberty. But, yeah, the, the totem pole, Beastie Boys are just holding that 
top spot right now as far as the impact of switching the, positions from they're okay to their top five all time for me of what I like. Queen was already up there for me. I just didn't know their full body of work. Yeah, I would say uh, Queen for me went from, I don't know, you know, prior to this review, uh, maybe like a in the top 30 to, oh my gosh, the top five, you know. I don't even want to say top five. They're just the best, you know. I, I kind of, just like you said, you know, branching off of what you said, oh, we really hadn't dug into it. There's just so much to appreciate. Just, uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's what it boils down <laughs> yeah. to. It, yeah. it's, it's not a fair comparison. It's not a right comparison. It's not the comparison that you think you're hearing. It, it's simply based off of what we're doing here on this podcast. That That's yeah. that's what it boils down to. It's just simply based off this. If you were to take every band we've done, the the band that I'm most familiar with is Queen, because I've heard probably every single one of their hits mm-hmm. and very, very, very little of the stuff in between. Yeah. So Beastie Boys, I remember Intergalactic and Fight for Your Right, maybe, you know, the rest of it was kind of known, but not really. Yeah, but, you might. You might get into Smash Mouth, go through their discography and think, this on Queen. <laughs> <laughs> you ever I'm seen a Simpsons it. movie where Homer's falling down the hole and he's just doing yeah. that on his way yeah. down? Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. I'm not yeah, going to dig. I hate those motherfuckers. I know. <laughs> I know. That's I torture know. to me. Movie. Torture. Yeah. That's anti Freddie Mercury, is that dude? Guy, well, once again, Guy Fieri looking fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Once again, I appreciate you putting my thoughts into words. I appreciate you separating the the impact, you know. It, it's it's just I mean it it just is what it is, you know. When when you don't know that you love a band and then you love them after this, that's that's mm-hmm. that's the impact. Mm-hmm. Always loved Queen, just didn't know all of it, and now we're on that journey, and we'll know all of it at the end of it. Even if that means we have to suffer through some '80s shit that wasn't that great, we're still going to know all of it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Thanks for joining us. We have no idea what we're doing next. We talked about Kiss. That's probably not going to happen, but we'll figure it out over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, shit. What was there? We'll rock and roll all night and party every day with you soon. As soon as we figure out what it is, probably not Kiss. (laughs) It's more likely to be Smash Mouth than Kiss, but that's not true. (laughs) That's not true. But we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. The next episode, actually, we'll, I don't even know what the hell I was thinking. Cause everybody's what's next. Queen's next. I wasn't bitches. Stopping you. Yeah. I was stopping <laughs> Queen, you. Queen's That's next. Right. We got to do the second half of queen. So next, uh, next Friday is queen, you know, barring unforeseen circumstances that might push us back, which hasn't happened really yet. But, uh, yeah, we'll queen part two is coming up. Might not be as exciting, but we'll have some shit to say. And, mm-hmm. After that, who knows? We'll figure it out. But we always give you a heads up. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those fantastic sites, YouTube, and the such. We will announce everywhere that we can what's next, even after Queen. That way you can follow along. But mm-hmm. jump into the 80s with Queen, and we'll uh, we'll be there with you next week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 